It is Sam Summers right here on the What Do I Do Now podcast. Season 1, episode 12. Still trucking along in this first season. Got a few follow-ups coming up real soon, so I know a lot of people ask about, like, well, what happened now? Don't worry. Working on schedules. There's people on both coasts. Got to line things up. But in the meantime, in between time, this episode that you're about to listen to is adequately titled Evolve. It's one that social media brought to me once again, and I promise you, you're going to walk away learning something about my guests and a little something about me. No further ado, latest edition of What Do I Do Now? This one is another person I found on social media, and this one was off of Twitter, and something they had tweeted was just, like, so randomly funny, and it was, I just, it just stuck with me. I retweeted it. We was back and forth on that same tweet. I really should have pulled it, but anyway and anyhow, I'm talking to a Bay Area native now resides in L.A., Three hours behind me currently, you know, doing what we got to do to get this done. But I'm talking to Miss Ashley Gonzalez. How are you doing this evening? I am doing phenomenal. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Um, I know we've been meaning to, like, connect and chat, so I'm very excited to get a conversation going with you today. Man, I'm glad you're able to make it happen. And, of course, every time I start these episodes, I have to ask, how are you doing in the middle of this pandemic? What's your current mind state? Um, great question, actually. So I'm definitely adjusting. I recently moved into my own apartment. So during a pandemic, like, there's not much to do, right? So you're just kind of like at home in this new place, in this new apartment, you're like, I should be happy, I should be having fun. But, you know, with just work and balance and everything, I'm like, there's not much to do. I'm paying rent, I'm just staying at home. So I'm lucky to be employed. So I will say that in that part, I'm doing phenomenal. But Oh, no, the pandemic has been interesting, I think, for a lot of people. It's just weird. But still, also, I'm very blessed that nothing crazy has came out of way yet. So that's how I'm doing. That's definitely what's up. And because I know a little bit about your business and, you know, you came from a position, at least recently, to make a personal move to your own spot during a pandemic, a level up occurred. And I think that's um, something I definitely want to highlight because, the pandemic has either, you know, kind of shaken a few people, kind of taken people off their game, but some people have really risen to the occasion, and I think you've absolutely done that. Yeah, it's it's interesting that you say that because I feel like oftentimes, like on Twitter or like on social media, I see so many people that are struggling with kind of like dealing with the pandemic, and I'm lucky that in the space that I work in, like I work in e-com, e-com is booming right now during the pandemic, like. I mean, I can't speak on other people's numbers or even really like my own company's numbers, but we're business is booming and people are shopping online. And because of that, you know, I'm a go-getter. And I was like, hey, this is a position we need in our company. Let's do it. And I've been lucky enough to kind of have my own voice and be able to speak up and kind of like create this role for myself. And obviously with that role, I've been able to like make more money and get my own spot. But the pandemic hasn't really slowed anything down as far as like the business I do. I think if anything, it's, you know, kind of, increase the workload and how many customers we're getting and things like that so it's been it's been interesting for sure all right so what i want to do is i'm gonna take you back and let's say about three years ago and before you got into the industry you're in now in e-commerce um you were working in retail and you were just going through the motions if 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 that's a correct statement is that pretty accurate oh for sure was going through the motions i worked at all the big 
the retail stores I worked at Levi's for quite a bit of time. I worked at Nordstrom. Um, my last retail position was actually at Bloomingdale. So, um, and funny enough, I don't think you know this about me, but I actually did loss prevention when I used to work in retail. Like I did a part of it. I did customer service for a while, but then I transitioned to LP and I was like, you know, busting internal cases, doing, you know, credit card fraud, merchandise theft. Like I was really stopping people at these places. So yeah, it's really weird to see what I do now. It's really different from obviously working in retail, but to be honest with you, a lot of the things overlap. Like you have crazy customers, you have, um, you know, working with so many different personalities. Like a lot of it is sort of similar, um, believe it or not. So, but yeah, definitely worked in retail and was very, very unhappy. I probably say that working in retail, working in retail has been where I was probably the most unhappy in my life. Truly. All right. So coming from a retail perspective and also I knew the sneaker hustle for a better part of eight years. So on top of the radio thing, I was also moving shoes at Foot Locker and Chic and Shoe Palace and Foot Action. I know about the retail hustle because it's definitely real. Now, loss prevention is a whole nother department is like you got to be Craig and Day Day by yourself to make sure you watching every customer, making sure you better not be stealing. Oh, I see you over there. Like what was the like most stressful day for you as loss prevention? Uh, I will say that at like high end retailers, like at Nordstrom and Bloomingdale's, we did a lot of hands on. So you would have to like, obviously stop people. You can put them in handcuffs and stuff like that. But I would say that the most stressful days were when I was doing internal cases, because when you're doing cases, you pull somebody off the sales floor, let's say who's stealing merchandise, you know, you have everything you need. It's time to pull them in for an interview. You're then locked in a room with someone for about two and a half hours. And at the time that I was working in retail, like I said, I was really unhappy with my life. I was really having like a midlife crisis at like the age of like 21. And I would have, a, I had a really bad anxiety. So when I would do internal cases and we'd have to sit there in a room with somebody, like it would always have to be two people. It would be like, you know, me as an agent and then like a manager, we would have to be in that room for the two to three hours. So I would get anxiety about it. Like, oh, I can't do this. Like, what if I have to use the bathroom? Like, what if I can't stay in the room? But like legally there has to be two people. So the days where I used to have to do internal cases because my anxiety was so bad, like I had such bad anxiety because I'm like, I hated my job. I felt like I wasn't progressing anywhere. So that stemmed anxiety on its own that I suffered for like from anxiety for a long time. So when I had to do those internal cases, I'd seriously be like dreading it up until the week, you know, like the week before I'd be dreading it every single day until that. And those were like my longest, craziest days. And with internal cases too, you don't know, you know, sometimes you never know, like you think you have everything you need, but what if that person that you think is stealing is actually like, no, I have the receipts for everything you're proving I'm stealing, that type of stuff. So the internal cases were the craziest and the most stressful for me. So the anxiety of the high pressure situation, the anxiety from, you know, just being in a room with someone for like two and a half hours trying to make a case was it had become to the point where I'm just like I can't do this anymore and of course the name of the podcast is what do I do now so what was the mind state of you deciding I want to do something so completely different that I have to leave this retail I got to make myself uncomfortable because I'm already in an uncomfortable situation. I, I got to leave this area to go to a whole brand new sector. What what was yeah. that like? What was that like? So I was obviously very unhappy at the time. And it's funny because, and I think anybody who works in retail, 
they can relate to this. When you work in retail, it's really hard to get out of retail because it's a consistent check. You get your little benefits. Like it's a hard thing to leave is stability. What happened to me was actually at the time I was with my partner and I had broken my foot. So I was out of work. I was like on disability for a little bit because I had broke my foot. And my job is obviously requires physical, you know, stopping people and whatnot. So I had broke my foot. I was on basically like EDD for a little bit. And I went back to work and they were also bullshit. They were like, we're changing your position. We're going to make your position more of a rent a cop position. And I told myself when they said that to me, I said, I can't do this anymore. Like I truly cannot do this. So I said, how am I going to be able to transition and maybe do a role, maybe do an internship in something I'm more interested in, like social media, but still be able to have my privacy, my, you know, my own place, maybe roommates, things like that. And I said, you know what, Like, you should go to L.A. My plan of like initially was to go to school full time, maybe take out a couple of student loans and, you know, move to L.A. and kind of, you know, live on my own, go to school and then kind of maybe get an internship at social media. That was my plan me and my partner ended up dissolving our relationship and I was like, I'm out. I had just been out of a breakup. I was just kind of, you know, decided I was going to leave my job. So I left my job. I left my man and I moved to LA. And when I moved to LA, I was still on EDD. I think I was on like my last four weeks of EDD and I was just really like sad and depressed. And me and my roommates, I moved with people I went to high school with. We moved out here together and I was just sad. And I was like, you know what? I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm in LA now. I have to pay bills. So I ended up going back to retail for a little bit. I had quit retail, obviously, for a little bit. I went back and I worked at Bloomingdale's. That was my last retail job. And I hated it so much that I was like, I can't do this again. So I started applying for, for positions doing like a, a like a seat, like an administrative assistant almost. And I found a role that was like, I was the assistant to the CEO and I was also doing social media for her. It was like a 50-50 position. Okay. And I had told her, like, I don't have a lot of experience, but I do have the will and the want to do it. And she gave me a chance. And I started working for her for a little bit. And I'm not going to lie, like, I didn't even know how to, like, do a Zoom call. Like, that's how much I did not know about, um, like, technology or, like, Facebook. Like, I never used Facebook Manager. And I was like, this is so new to me. But me and her just got along. And I think my personality, I will say that my personality throughout any career, like throughout my career path has helped me. And we just connected on a really personal level. And she kind of let me learn on my own. And I had the will and the want. And I would just like look up things on YouTube. And obviously with day-to-day things, I would just kind of work and do it. And eventually I kind of got like a little bit better and like learned it a little bit. But I was still pretty far behind in the social world. And then she ended up firing me because they didn't have the budget for it. It was like a multi-level marketing company. Mm -hmm. So they didn't have the budget for it. So they ended up firing me. So when she fired me, I was unemployed for, I want to tell you about six months. I was so depressed, like always at home. I was like, oh my God, I was like, I'm never going to get another social media position. Like, you know, I don't, like, I wasn't even really good at my job. Like, I'm not going to get another position and just really like depressed to the point where like my family had to come and be like, you need to snap yourself out of this. This has never been you. So I was unemployed for six months and I started, was like, you know what? I need to start interviewing. So I started interviewing and I actually got an interview at Sony for a internship at CNET Sony, which is like the Latin Avenue that they have that kind of focuses on movies in Spanish and stuff. Okay. So it was down to me and two other candidates, Sam. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get this. Like, I'm going to get it. They ended up not giving me the position. I was so heartbroken. I swear I've never cried over not getting a job, but I was like, I'm going to get this internship at Sony. It's going to make everything I moved to LA worth it. And then they didn't give me the internship. And at the time I had been applying and I got an interview to my current position that I'm at now. And I was like, 
I was bombing all my interviews for social and I was like, I don't even want to go to this interview. And one of my friends, you probably know her, her name is Megan. She actually runs a uh, word on road for Drake, which is funny. Cause she's, she's kind of the one who got me into social. And, um, she was like, I was on FaceTime with her and she was like, Ashley, you need to go into that interview and do your best. And I went into that interview and I killed it and still knew very little about social. And this was an e-com brand, never had worked with e-com, never worked with Shopify, never have used any of those programs, but she liked me for my personality and she hired me. And it's kind of been honestly history. I started off with our social platform was about like 100K followers. Now we're almost at 400,000. Our community is so engaged. We probably run, I probably run one of the best social channels in our field, in our market. Talk your talk. I'm really, talk your really, talk. I'm going to need you I'm, like to really, like I'm going to get to the part where I'm going to really rant, gas you up, but talk your uh, talk. No, nah, but I'm honestly like I truly run right now in my, in our niche market, which is really not that niche, but it is a smaller market. We run, I run, it's hard to say, I always say we, cause me and my boss kind of work, you know, she always helps me and we do it together, but I run one of the largest, most engaged social platforms, um, in our space. And I'm very proud of it. I do lives every week and our lives every time have like today I did a live, there was 1800 people in my life for a whole hour. Like brands like Sephora, brands like Urban Decay, brands like, I don't know, other big brands, they're not pulling those numbers. So for me to have a reach of that many people for that long of a span of time, I'm very, very proud of that. And I've honestly just self-taught, like I've just been teaching myself. All of it is self-taught. I never finished college. I never did anything. And I mean, I'm running a powerhouse right now for sure. So (laughs) Uh, To boss up like that is incredible. Because again, like you said, hey, I didn't know this from that. My first social media job, they let me go. But the determination that you had and just understanding, like, I know I can do this if I get the next opportunity. And I think you've really maximized that second opportunity to the point where you have a big brand that came, you know, associated with your company and business. And I don't know if you can talk about that, but it's more so like, how good you've done it got the attention of a major major brand yeah so obviously i can't speak like crazy numbers or anything oh no 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 we ain't get specifics um, we got to keep jobs i understand (laughs) yeah but um i guess if i understand your question correctly it's i you know what when i first started though i will say when i first started to this really like now it's a big brand um when i first started the social media presence was not there. So I feel like I give myself even more credit, but I will say that when you're starting from nothing, it's a little bit easier to kind of create versus kind of coming into something that already exists. For me, I was lucky enough to come into a place, you know, come into this, into the company I work at currently at a, at a time where there was no social media presence. So the tone, the voice, the aesthetic, everything I created through trial and error. So I couldn't really fail. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I was lucky enough to be handed the torch at a time where it was so, it was at a, such a fundamental stage that I just ran with it. And it, I didn't have to follow a certain protocol. I didn't have to follow a certain procedure that was already in place. Like I created those things as I went. You know what I'm saying? So I really am truly blessed that I found a put Because had I went into a social role that already had an established social presence, I don't know if I would have excelled the way I have now, if that makes any sense. It does. And if you come into a position with already expectations of oh, well, the last person did that and you got to try to 
improve on what they did and hopefully not fall into the same thing. It's like, I think it's a great position that you pay for yourself because it's paid off big dividends. Like that's really, really dope. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a crazy ride, but I'm lucky, you know, I'm very lucky. Like I always say, I came from a really shitty childhood. I grew up in a, not even shitty childhood, but like a really shitty neighborhood. And my mom was always on welfare. She, my mom to this day has honestly never worked a day in her life. She's kind of always like, use the system and that's kind of her thing but I've always wanted better for myself and I'm just lucky that I have a job that I get to go to every day and I love it you know and I can truly be myself like it's truly a blessing that I don't um I don't take for granted I feel that so I'm gonna walk back in something you had said earlier because I can also relate in a way so leaving the Bay Area you're leaving your relationship behind you're trying to start something new How's that been in regards to trying to navigate professionally, but also like you want companionship at the end of the day? Like the job is great, but it don't keep you warm at night. I'm learning that now more than ever. But how are you navigating through that personally? Um, Well, first, I will say that definitely moving to another city is obviously kind of a lot, but. I don't regret it. I think that I needed to end that relationship and I'm very happy I did. And kind of being now where I'm working on the time, I can't lie. I can't lie. And I'm sure you are probably in this place too, where I'm currently trying to learn how do you, you know, work a really demanding job and then also have a partner. Like I haven't been able to master that yet. Since I've been in LA, I have not been in a relationship again. I have definitely just like dated and gone on dates and like had people I dealt with, but as I got like in, I just recently got promoted, like maybe like four months ago. And since I've been promoted, I literally don't talk to anyone. Like I don't even have like side pieces, like to be honest with you, because I'm on my phone till nine, 10 o'clock, sometimes 11 o'clock FaceTiming my boss talking about different strategies. Hey, this just came up. What do you think about this? Or I'm crazy like that. And I, I just haven't been able to navigate kind of dating and having an instant, like an insane um, schedule. But I'm also okay with that, you know? Like, yes, I would love a partner to go do things with, but I'm also really happy about where I'm going and, like, my money. And maybe that'll change in two, two, three years. But currently, I'm, like, just trying to navigate through it. But I just – I haven't been able to figure it out. So if you have some tips or tricks, please send them my way. <laughs> my I, would, dear. I would love to hear them. My dear, I'm the last person just to give relationship advice uh, or dating recommendations. Yeah, that's that's not even – nope. We're not going to do that. This is going to stay in the podcast, but oh, no. Oh, no. That is definitely not my lane. I've really struggled personally with trying to have both, like in a demanding career, something that you live and breathe and, you know, embody, you're going to sacrifice. And, of course, you want to sacrifice time to make with the other person and, you know, do things with them. But it's also you don't want the craft to diminishing his value so i i personally it's it's been awful for me i'll be the first to tell you i'm not in the best shape because i'm always just like well i want to do this but i love what i'm doing right now and i feel like when things are hitting on all cylinders it's been when i've been absolutely focused in the zone no distractions so that's really great is it is great that you say that because i have this joke with my friends that i always tell them like I'm like, you know what, as soon as I abstained from sex, like, um, I moved out, I got promoted, I got a raise, and I, it's, like a, it's like a joke that I have with my friends, because I'm like, 
when you truly are like in your zone, your shit really, you're like, damn, all the pieces of the puzzle are falling together. But it's like, your mind is not occupied with, you know, is this person texting me back? Do they really like me? Do they this? Like all that shit is extra. You don't need, but, um, I will say though, too, touching on the relationship. I know that I've struggled a little bit, even with my friendships. One of my really close friends, she will call me out and be like, Hey, you haven't called me like in almost a month. What's going on with that? And sometimes it's, I want my friends or my family to understand that I'm really busy. I'm grinding. Like I'm trying to, you know, set a solid career path for myself. Like the next three or four years can truly change my life. If I end up getting, you know, to a director of marketing position at my job and you know, how large of a company it is, it'll change my life. So I've struggled with that with friends too. Like they want to see me, they want to do this. And I'm like, I literally don't have the bandwidth right now to have a 30 minute conversation with you because I'm so tired. I've been communicating with people all day. Like, and in my job too, I talk to people all day, every day. So when I come home, I literally want to turn on Netflix and cook some dinner and relax by myself, Ooh, you know? That's, yes, I do know. Cause working in, <laughs> in radio, like that's all we're doing. We're talking and most of the time to ourselves and hopefully people respond back. And I'm just like with this, I'm hoping that people listen to this and like, damn, that's, you know, I feel that, but I'm not going to know until it, we actually run it. So it's working in communications in any realm. And especially with social media, like everyone's it's, it's all around us, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, your grandma's on it, your niece and nephew are on it. It doesn't like from four to 400 years old, you on social media, you're using some type of media to connect with someone else. And sometimes you just want to be like, look, bruh, you're going to pull up to the house. Don't say much. Just lay here with me. That's it. I don't need no other, you know, situation. I don't need you to tell me anything else. Just be present. That's it. And let's go to sleep. Damn, so you like the pull-up, huh? You like them to just pull up on you? I wish it was that easy, but no one can really do that. It sounds good, but... I'm really, I'm really just moving into my new space. To be honest with you, I feel like I definitely could send a cute pull up and cuddle text. But I'm very into protecting my energy right now. Um, my job requires a lot of my energy, so I feel like I need to protect my energy at any cost. And I don't like like inviting people over unless I'm really dealing with you. You know? Yes, because so. that <laughs> once you lose that sense of your own peace in your home, you've lost. Like I feel like that's your place to escape all the madness so i definitely understand that but to wrap things up on this episode i definitely want to ask in what you're doing now in your focus and your drive are you satisfied enough are you just like oh i know i'm getting ready really put my foot in this and really just floor it like this is only i'm only scratching the surface like where are you at with your professional and personal journey um, those are definitely two different things. I think in my personal journey, I still have to work. Like I really am a big advocate for therapy. So obviously with a better paying job comes better benefits. I have the most premium of insurance. I get to pick my insurance, but I have my most premium, the most premium insurance because I want to go to therapy. And that's like a big thing. COVID has kind of messed that up for me a little bit. Um, but for my personal, I definitely want to continue to go to therapy. I want to work on my fitness. I want to work. There's so many different things on my personal, um, in my personal life. I still have anxiety. I still, you know, am dealing with like living alone, consistently being alone. So for my personal, I definitely want to, you know, still, I have some areas of improvement. Um, but I'm definitely proud of, you know, where I am emotionally. 
I'm also content with where I'm at, but with work, I think I just know that we're going into the fourth quarter is what we call it. Well, you guys probably call it that too, but yeah. we're going into the fourth quarter and it's going to get so busy, like record breakingly busy that I'm so excited for what's to come working with my team. Like I said, I just got promoted. So I'm overseeing another department and I'm implementing new processes, new procedures, new software. So I know that in a year span, I'll look back and be like, wow, I did all of that. And I created this amount of revenue for this company. You know what I'm saying? So that makes me excited because I like looking at numbers because I can either pull those numbers and go to my employer and say, Ty, this is how much I need to be compensated. Here are the numbers to prove that. Or I can take those numbers and be like, this is what I've done here. And I want this new role or new thing at another company, which I really truly see myself working at the company I'm at for probably a very long time, if not my entire career. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm excited for what's to come. I know it's going to be crazy. This next year is going to be insane. And I'm looking forward to, you know, watching from afar. It's incredible to have followed you off a random bad date tweet. I had, I'm just not remembering what happened and how you had to dip out on a movie date. It went horribly wrong. Oh but just to know that, look at where we are now. Like, it, things will turn around and be in such more <laughs> a better situation than how we imagined it. It's, it's really dope. And I definitely want to congratulate you on your new position, your new level up, the whole nine. I appreciate you. That's so funny that you said that tweet. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I have no regrets, by the way. You have to do so what you got to do. <laughs> but I appreciate you and I appreciate you for doing this because I've never done this before. And this was a, a very fun experience. I'm glad you enjoyed you. it. It was fun. I appreciate you. No problem. No problem at all. Well, you know, we, we got to do a follow up. So definitely keep. I know you're busy. I know I've got to figure out when we're going to do it, but. There's some questions I'm going to make sure I ask for the follow-up because, of course, you got got to give people something to look forward to. But, again, I appreciate you checking in with me. Let them know how they can follow you, reach you, if you want them to follow you, you know, you whatever you want to do. I'm dying. Um, so it's funny because my profile is actually private. In my realm of work, I have to keep that shit private. But um, if you are not a customer of the company I work for, my Instagram is actually say hello. You can follow me. It's a terrible username, but I've had it forever, and I don't want to change it. Um, I'm also actually say hello on Twitter. I don't tweet as much anymore, though, because I, Sam, and I think you can probably relate. As you get older, this whole my tweets and my views do not reflect the views of my employer. That's Woo! a real thing. Yeah. That's a real thing. Yeah. Let's talk about that's a real thing. Yeah. So, you know <laughs> I, I have to, like, keep all my stuff private now. But. That's that's absolutely real. The professional dollar cannot be stopped off the personal shenanigans. Not the personal shenanigans. That's what it is. The personal shenanigans. Look, if they put you on the jumbotron on social media, this you, oh, it's a wrap. So, hey, we've already made sure my social media is A1. I make sure to keep it as PR as possible. That part. I gotta do that shit too. It's bad. It's all good. But I will talk to you soon. Um, it has been an episode of What Do I Do Now? All right, I appreciate you listening. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow me on all my social media at The Real Six and the number five. Make sure you follow the podcast wherever you listen to this right now, whether it be Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, 
Google Podcasts, whatever the case may be, definitely press subscribe. I am worldwide now. I think I'm in six countries. It's bananas. Shout out to everyone that's listening to this. If you may not understand, it's all good. I appreciate your ears anyway. It is Sam Sermons right here on What Do I Do Now, the podcast.